0: Hello, everyone. My guest today is Ivan Smolnikov. He's the CEO uh, of SmartCat, and he has over 10 years of experience in linguistic technologies and services. He's now focused on building an operational and operating and payment platform for the global translation industry through the company by enabling collaborative workflow and automating hiring and settlements for all marketplace participants. All right, Ivan, are you ready to take us to the top?
1: Thanks for inviting me.
0: Of course, so language translation and translation is notoriously a tough space. Uh, Tell me more about how you're attacking it.
1: Uh, Actually, you know, it's a good question because I've been in this business for 14 years almost, and before that I was building the more traditional company. And now uh, I'm building the platform where everyone actually can hire freelancers from around the globe directly. And that is a major, major unique thing about this platform because Traditionally, you can go through agencies only, and right now you have a platform where you can have technology automating workflow for translation, plus linguists from around the globe, and payment automation. And this works equally both for end customers and agencies
0: uh, these days. How do you beat companies like Rev.com or Speechpad or even people using Fiverr to find someone directly?
1: Actually, it also works. The difference is that first, you don't have uh, automation workflow technology on the platform. And without that, it can't work for big customers. Because if you're a big company with good budgets, you just can't deal today without automation technology. You can't just throw your, you know, content to a linguist and just make the translation done. You need automation technology allowing you to reuse what you have been translating before and also to leverage from machine translation, glossary management, and a lot of other tools automating the workflow. This is first thing, and another thing is that you need to have professional translators, which are, you know, pretty unique thing, and you need to curate them. And also you have to do payment automatically because if you if you are about hiring someone in China or Vietnam and uh, you would like to deal with payment to this country, it may be quite tricky. Now, Ivan, how do you make
0: money? Is it a SaaS fee or marketplace fee or
1: what? We have both, actually. uh, But uh, we're more pushing the marketplace fee when companies are paying to linguists around the globe and agencies also, and we have a cut from that. Okay, and give me a sense, typically. I mean, what's
0: a customer spending with you per month on average?
1: On average, it's about 10K. uh, But there are customers who who are paying us like 100K or 200K even. And uh, the subscription fee is around $500 per month, Okay, but we don't, we don't push it too strongly. Yeah. What, what, why are you phasing
0: out the SaaS model in favor of the marketplace model? I imagine the marketplace is less predictable in terms of revenue.
1: Uh, it depends, actually, on the type of your customers. We have uh, big enterprises or medium-sized enge- agencies which spend on uh, Lingviz pretty much the same amount every month. And usually they're expanding, actually, and they are growing. So we don't see big fluctuations. Uh, we actually see a good expansion from month to month. Okay. And also have subscription fee, but as, as I said, we prefer to give you a software almost for free mm-hmm. and uh, to motivate you to file leads on the platform.
0: Yep. Now, what are you paying when you look at kind of your customer base? Um Sorry, what percentage of the revenue is coming from the SaaS model versus the marketplace model? Like less than twenty percent, thirty percent?
1: Yeah, you're you're right. Actually, uh, around ten fifteen percent is coming from SaaS model, and around eighty five percent is coming from marketplace model because we are more focused on it right now.
0: I see, but I think this may change. Okay, interesting. Now, give me the backstory here, Ivan. When did you launch the company?
1: Uh, Actually, officially, we launched. Two years ago, but uh, we were developing this project on the uh, background of our previous business for another two years. So the total story of the project is close to four years right now. But as an independent company, when we focused on it completely, it's actually two years history. And we raised money uh, a year and a half ago. How much uh, capital have you raised? Uh, Right now, not much, actually, just $4 million because it was pre yeah, revenue around uh, a year and a half ago. It was like seed round. But before that, we invested close to $5 million from our own profits uh, within two years when we started to develop the platform.
0: So that would have been back in what, 2013 with your old company? What was that old company?
1: Uh, that was translation business as well. Actually, I founded my first translation company 12 years ago and then grew it into top 50 globally. Uh, and we started to develop this platform initially in that business, but then we decided to make it completely independent and to, Why? grow it. Like, uh, because of two things. First, uh, to raise money from venture capital, you need to have a focused business, you know, just doing software development and that, that business was pretty sizable already. And for VCs, it was unclear how to go to this, you know, quite mixed setup. How sizable
0: was that first, like how much revenue was that first company doing? Are we talking like five?
1: Several dozen uh, millions per year in revenue, but still, you know, not huge, but still uh, not a startup. Well,
0: so, I mean, you say several dozen million. I mean, it was doing over 24 million a year in revenue. Yeah. Yeah. And Yeah. And how big was that team on the first company?
1: It was 200 people.
0: Okay. So walk me through the actual mechanics. How do you carve out this new business? Is the cap table look the same as the past company or is it a new cap table?
1: No, we negotiated with our shareholders that we need to change cap table to allow us to focus on it. So we sold with my partner, we sold the portion of the uh, actually our shares in the previous business and focus on this business completely. And the venture firms actually invested in this new setup.
0: Ah, I see. Okay, so they're, they're, so the people on your current cap table at Smartcat are you, your co-founder, and you let the VCs come in when they put in the four million dollars. Yeah, okay. Exactly. Got it. That's and, and what's team size today on the new in the new business?
1: Actually, it's close to sixty-five people because the technology is pretty big, and we uh, we needed to catch up with those guys who have been on the market for twenty years. So we we actually need to invest a lot in development, and most of the people are engineers.
0: And where's the most company based?
1: Actually, we have a small location on the West Coast where I am. We also have our office in New Jersey. And uh, there are two more offices. The f- uh, first one is actually uh, focused on our R&D uh, in Moscow. And the second one is on Cyprus, uh, focused on uh, financial operations. So we do our payouts from Cyprus. So San Francisco, New Jer- or
0: West Coast, New Jersey, Moscow, and Cyprus.
1: Yeah, four locations. That's correct.
0: Okay, very good. And how do you, so, so walk me through where you've scaled over the past two years. How many customers are you serving today? Just, and let's just focus on the SaaS platform for now.
1: Uh, you know, we, we don't actually split between SARS and uh, marketplace because usually it comes together. I see. The, the question is only uh, if we charge for technology or not. And that, that is the difference. But technology is a core attractor for all our customers. I would say 98% of our customers are coming to us because of the technology. And because technology technology is actually free, it allows us to grow quite quickly organically, and then we start monetizing through selling them our suppliers from the from the platform. I got it. G- getting back to your question, is uh, the question was how many uh, paying customers. customers we have right now? I would say close to three hundred paying customers at the moment. Yep. And uh, actually, around maybe three thousand, four thousand active users, corporate users on the platform. Okay. And close to 100,000 freelancers from 150 countries at the moment. I want to get more into how you built the
0: marketplace in a second. But first, I want to get a minimum revenue number here. If you have 300 customers and you said minimum SaaS payment is 500 bucks a month, I mean, that's 150 grand a month right there. And you said that only represents 10 or 15% of your revenue. So, are, I mean, are you guys doing well north of 1.5 million a month currently? We are, we are above 2 million, yeah. About 2 million a month? Okay. Yes. <laughs> about, about, yeah, yeah. Okay, let's shift gears now. Tell me about the marketplace. First things first, everyone listening right now thinking about getting into the marketplace business, they always ask about the chicken and the egg problem. How did you
1: solve that? That is a beautiful question, you know. Uh, we actually are solving uh, this problem uh, quite, in quite a good way because we have a good technology in the core and that was our primarily idea to build something valuable for people both for supply and demand and to give it away for free. Once we have it, People are coming to use our technology, both suppliers and uh, customers. Suppliers are using our technology even in case we don't have jobs and customers for them, because they can use technology to work with their own customers to automate their workflow. And companies can use our technology, you know, without any limitation on number of users and all that legacy artificial limitations from you know uh, desktop vendors, how I call them. And in this case, we have quite a natural way to attract both supply and demand. And then we start to monetize because we provide them this this good matching.
0: CRMs might be the tool that I fight with the most. I just haven't found one that I really liked. I don't know if you guys are the same way, but they're just so tricky. And a while ago, I had a guy named John Lee on my show. He's the CEO of ProsperWorks. And... He told me they just passed 40,000 customers and 24 million in annual revenue. So they're doing about $286,000 in revenue per employee. And I said, wow, why is this working? And I said, you know what? I'm gonna try it. So I went to prosperworks.com forward slash love your CRM, signed up and it immediately became clear why it worked. Those of you that love growth hacking, you should go to that link just to see how they do the onboarding. That's prosperworks.com forward slash love your CRM. In short, it's like magic. You know, I'm not the guy that, you know, finishes the sales call and then takes the time to actually put data into the CRM. They have this magical way of just doing it. And it's a beautiful thing. So every morning when I wake up, I just go, okay, what leads are ProsperWorks telling me to reach out to because they're most likely to close? And it works so well. And you guys know I love money and I love only focusing on the leads that are gonna close. So I encourage you to try ProsperWorks, they're sponsoring the show. Check them out at prosperworks.com forward slash love your CRM folks. That's again, prosperworks.com forward slash love your CRM. How are you billing? I mean, is it literally, you know, per word or is it depend on the Is one language costs more to translate to than another? How do you bill?
1: Billing is actually very tricky on our platform because while translators are translating, we are calculating how many words they have completed in real time. Wow. But this, this, this is just a part of the equation. Actually, we're also calculating how many words, how many sentences were reused from the previous translations these linguists did for this particular customer. This is what is called translation memory. And this allows you to actually uh, to cut costs on translation up to 70%. And we are calculating all that in real time and showing to both parties transparently how many words were completed and how many were reused automatically, just inserted uh, from translation memory into your content, and thus, thus generating a huge discount. And then you have a clear uh, you know billing and you just paid for one via transit transaction. And we do all the uh, payouts to linguists around the globe automatically.
0: That's pretty impressive. And, and what's your, I mean, is this a pretty sticky service once people get on?
1: What's your churn rate look like annually? Yeah, good question. Actually, right now, because you have not so many uh, paying customers, the uh, retention is around 95%, uh, if you mean logo retention. Yep. But in for so revenue retention is uh, well beyond uh, the 100% right now because uh, accounts are expanding, actually. Yep.
0: What do the counts expand on, on average, year over year? Are we talking 20% expansion, 30%? Uh, I would say close to 30, 35. 35% expansion year over year. That's pretty predictable.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. It's pretty predictable. Got it. And do you have a playbook for that or is it just usage-based? In other words, do you have part of, you know, an inside sales team upselling that or they just get
1: addicted and they keep using you more? Uh, we have actually a customer success team, how we call it. We don't have sales team because we have a lot of customers coming because of that technology, you know. And then we see if a customer is starting to grow. Uh, a customer success team is focusing on them to help them grow better. But once we see that the customer is close to, you know, saturation, we just uh, maintaining them through our support team, and that is it usually. They, yeah, they don't need actually a lot of support after the let's say six. 10 months after using our platform. Now, you mentioned you offer a free version
0: of the technology, which you then obviously upsell folks to 500 bucks a month. And then on top of that, you start upselling kind of more high-touch marketplace services. But what do you look at, you know, when you do look at your current customers of 300, what are you paying on average to acquire them fully weighted?
1: I would say uh, they cost us uh, from uh, 1,000 and a half up to 5,000 to to acquire them
0: uh, fully. Yeah. Okay. And then what do you assume, like, how quickly do you like to get that money back? What payback period are you optimizing for?
1: Uh, actually, it's uh, around
0: six to 10 months at the moment. So it's pretty good. That's very healthy. And what do you assume lifetime value is on these accounts? I noticed you a list Weebly as a customer on your account. I mean, do they use you once and then, you know, for three years and then leave or...
1: Yeah, people have been with us like from the, you know, almost inception and they're still with us. So, you know, it's like a dangerous thing to say that we have an infinite lifetime value. But (laughs) once once you have 300 customers and you have not so many competition uh, right now offering the same good technology for free, we have competitors who are actually offering something for a lot of money. Yeah. (laughs) But uh, the service is pretty sticky. So So what do you think? like the minimum lifetime value is? I, I haven't seen anything uh, lower than two years because we started to monetize only two years
0: ago, <laughs> which would be, which would be what, like 300 grand, 200 grand, 300 grand.
1: Yeah. Something like this. So the, uh, the ratio of lifetime value to cart is like more than 10 usually what we see right now.
0: Yeah. It's, it's, you're, you're super healthy. Um, and where are you spending that 1500 to 5,000 to acquire customers? Are you doing AdWords
1: or any paid direct paid spend? Uh, you know, uh, AdWords is not really efficient for us. Uh, we have a good uh, content marketing strategy, I believe. Not actually as good as I would like it to be, but still not bad, you know. Mm-hmm. And the industry we are targeting is pretty niche, I would say. Uh, it's a $40 billion industry where uh, the major players are translation agencies. So which uh, and, and in the world, we have only 30,000 translation agencies. And literally, we have listed all of them already on our platform. And we have 20% of supply side, which is 20% of all freelancers globally. So uh, from this perspective, uh, I think that the major thing for us is content marketing and word of mouth. So, you know, we do, uh, you know, uh, all that campaigns, but they are not really that efficient. Last question, Ivan, before we wrap up with the
0: famous five, what are you growing at right now year over year?
1: Uh, you know, we have very impressive numbers uh, during the last six months. We have been growing 20% months to months. So this year we should we should complete this like uh, seven seven times growth uh, compared to the beginning of the year. If you can maintain uh, the same speed, I would be more than happier uh, if you can maintain it next year. But we are targeting at, let's say,
0: five times growth next year. So just to be clear, if you've 7x year over year and right now you're doing about 2 million a month, that means back in December of 2016, you were only doing about 285,000 a month. Is that accurate?
1: Correct. Yeah. yeah,
0: That's impressive growth, Ivan. Congratulations. Let's wrap up here with the famous five. Number
1: one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, it used to be good to great from Jim Collins, but uh, I, I'm doubting it right now. But <laughs> why are you doubting it? Uh, actually, you know, uh, he has a lot of advices that are not um, uh, that, that, that durable. How he predicted it, uh, but still, the book is pretty, pretty nice. And uh, the hard thing about you know, the, from uh, from Ben Horowitz, hard thing about hard things. Yeah. If I remember correctly, this is good as well. So these two may be uh good number
0: two, number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Not really, you know, uh, I'm just trying to collect stuff from different people. Number three, besides your own, what's your favorite online tool? Online tool, um, um, this is a, you know, difficult question for me at the moment. Don't know. What do you,
1: What do you use the most to grow the business? I do use, you know, tools like Zoom, like Skype uh, for calls like every day, uh, but I, I do use Slack for sure. I love it. Okay. But I can't, I can't say that, I, you know, it's my favorite tool. Uh, Fair enough. Number guess, four, how many hours of sleep are you getting every night?
0: Say it again? How many hours of sleep do you get every night?
1: Six to six and a half. You know, I used to spend like four to five, but it was too exhausting. Yeah. And how how old are you, What's, Ivan? Say, how how Close to 36 right now,
0: going to have 36 like in a month. (laughs) Okay. So 35, almost 36. And what's your situation? Married, single, do you have kids? Uh, Yeah, I have a daughter, five years old, married, yeah. Okay, wow. So last question, take us back 15 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew?
1: Uh, I would love to be more focused on growth and be, you know, uh, more brave without hesitation, tackling, you know, uh, ambitious goals. Too many hesitations at the age of 20, you know, like just hustle and tackle things. <laughs> There you guys have it from Ivan. He wishes he was more focused and brave
0: back in the day. He certainly is now spinning out his new company, SmartCat, for language translation out of a much larger company that was doing over $24 bucks a year, over 200 employees. He spun it out, then raised $4 million in venture capital. He's since scaled it. It's growing 7x year over year in December 2016, doing about two hundred ninety grand a month recurring revenue, now up to $2 million a month in revenue, so over a $24 million annual run rate. CAC to LTV ratio is super, super healthy with his team of over 65 folks in four different offices helping their 300 customers again translate across many different platforms in a very efficient marketplace and technology driven way. Ivan, thank you for taking us to the top.
1: Thanks a lot, Nathan. It was a pleasure talking to you and to all the uh, guys who are listening to us.